Welcome to the Greg Dwyer Radio Show on Building Fortunes Radio with your host, motivational speaker Greg Dwyer. Be sure to check out Greg at www.gregdwyer.com. That's www.gregdwyer.com. Now on to our show. Take it away, Greg. Okay, here it is, March 3rd. The topic today is, Are You Worthy? So about a week ago, I came across a YouTube video that was live by Jamie Kern Lima. She just came out with a new book called Worthy, and I bought it because my sister just turned 60, and I wanted to send her a gift, and the whole webinar, the whole YouTube was primarily focused with women, but there were some gentlemen that were listening in, and the whole topic for 11 plus hours was on this concept of you, girlfriend, you are worthy, and they had people like Oprah on it, you know, they had people like Ellen on it, a lot of celebrities. They even had Tony Robbins on it, which I will loop back to at the end of this, if I recall and remember, because there's something that he said that I thought was very, very interesting. So the question I have for you on this March 3rd, 2024, is what is your level of worthiness? All right. And this whole workshop, this whole 11-hour YouTube webinar was on this concept of you are worthy. You deserve success. Rah, rah, rah. And, and by the way, I've been halfway through it. I'm almost five hours into it. It's 11 hours. Uh, hopefully, I'll listen to it. They brought in a lot of uh, different speakers. But the question presupposes that you may not be worthy. But if you peel back the onion even more, the question that I have in my mind is this. Worthy for what? <laughs> it's kind of broad if you think about it. Are you worthy, right? Or this concept of worthy. So the question that is in my mind, and, and I hope that you would be thinking about this too, is compared to what? Compared to what? Or Compared to whom? You know, it's like, what do you mean worthy? Like worthy of what? Worthy of a trophy? Worthy of winning a spelling bee? Worthy in what regard? Right? So I'm not putting down the workshop, the seminar, the YouTube, or even the book. I think it's great that people are talking about this concept of worthiness or self-esteem. You know, years ago when Jack Canfield was a teacher, he was lecturing on this topic of self-esteem, you know, feeling good about yourself, feeling worthy of achieving the goals that you want to achieve. So this is not new at all. But saying that, I have to raise the question, worthy for what? Or worthy in regard to what? Or Worthy in comparison to what? Or what do you mean worthy? Worthy of living? Yes, I think I'm worthy of living. Yes, because I'm here, right? That would be a belief. So I want to just take a look at some of the thoughts behind this and peel back the onion. And the first thing is you have to ask yourself, compared to what or compared to whom? 
Now, I, I've heard this before and I want to share this. Every single person on the planet is superior to me in some regards and inferior to me in some regards. And what I mean by that is I am worthy and you are worthy, but at the same time, there are people on the planet that are superior to us. And there are also people on the planet that are inferior to us. And what do I mean by that? Well, just the other day, I needed a technical person to come over and look at my boiler. My boiler is less than uh, two years old, very electronic. You know, it's not an old boiler where you just change a filter and you, you know, do a little bit of knocking with a hammer and a wrench. It's, it's an electronic computer is what it is, right? So I called a person to come over and take a look at it the other day, and they were here for about four hours. This guy, I asked him, I said, how long you been doing this? He says, oh, eight years. So I'm thinking to myself, all right, this person is superior to me in this because I don't do this. I don't I don't work on boilers. I don't work on mechanical things like that, not even a car. So what I'm saying here is this person is superior to me in regards to his technology. He knows more about this than I do. So he's superior to me. Now, he also may be inferior in that I may know things, and I'm sure I do, that he doesn't know. You know, I have a a BA, I have two master's degrees, I've studied in graduate work, I could probably sit down and share with him information that I know that he would say, wow, I, I didn't know that, you know, I, I had no idea. So when we're looking at this concept of worthy, are you worthy? Okay, what do you mean? Compared to whom? Or compared to what? That's the first question I would ask. And when you think about other people, business people, or people who are millionaires or billionaires or people who are successful, I guess you step back and the first thing you say is every single person on the planet is either superior in some regards or inferior in, in some regards in the sense that they, more, they know more than I do or I know more than they do on certain things because if we focus on anything in life, it doesn't matter what it is, being a teacher, being an engineer, or uh, being an astronaut, whatever it is, not everybody's, not everybody's technical knowledge is the same. And I guess this goes back to the concept that we think everyone should be equal. Well, we're not equal. We're, we're not equal at all. Everyone has different abilities. So I guess I'm questioning the whole premise of this worthiness. You know, how do you measure it? Do you measure it according to your your neighbor who's unemployed, who's, you know, not doing anything with their life? <laughs> Is that how you do it? Is that how you measure yourself? Do you find someone that has less than you? Maybe they only have $100 in the bank and you have $500 in the bank or, you know, if it's a measurement, how in the world are you going to measure this, right? So that's, that's my first thing. The second thing I would say is this. This is not a new idea. It even goes back to the Bible. In the Bible, it talks about as a man thinks, so is he. It's actually 
in Proverbs. It's Proverbs 23, verse 7. And there's a book written by, I think it's, uh, I think his last name is James. I know I have it in my library somewhere. It's called As a Man Thinks, right? And the whole premise of the book is that you are going to operate according to the way you think about things, specifically about your self-worth, right? So if you don't feel good about yourself, you are going to act out in your relationships with the world based on that filter, that filter, whatever that filter is. Again, it's not a new concept. As a man thinks, so is he, right out of the Bible. It's a book written by James. There's another book that you may have not heard of, which is a classic. It is a classic in this area of self-development and self-esteem. It's written by Maxwell Maltz. And the name of the book is Psycho-Cybernetics. Psycho-Cybernetics. Now, let me read the back of the book and give you a little bit of description. Discover the success mechanism within you. Improve your self-image and turn the key to a better life. Dehypnotize yourself from false beliefs. Learn to utilize the power of rational thinking. Use the do-it-yourself tranquilizer to bring peace to your mind. Remove emotional scars so that you can have an emotional facelift and so much more. Now, this book, I read it back in the, probably the 80s. It's about 225 pages. It starts off talking about a woman that was in a car accident. Now, I haven't read this in 30 years, but I still remember it. This woman was in a car accident, and Maxwell Maltz was a surgeon. He would help people plastic surgery with their nose, with their ears, with their eyes, and specifically, he would help them when they were in car accidents. And this woman comes in. She's beautiful. She was in a car accident. She had some problems. And so Maxwell Maltz did some surgery on her and made her look beautiful, 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 beautiful. And then he hands a mirror to her, and she looks at it, and she doesn't see a beautiful face. She doesn't. Her self-image, her self-worth, her filter of how she sees herself is distorted, distorted. And so out of that experience comes this book, Psycho-Cybernetics, by Maxwell Maltz. And what he discovered, and, and there's other books that have come out, you know, Maxwell Maltz, Psycho-Cybernetics for the year 2000. I actually have that, which is, what, 24 years old. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe that. And there's another one that's come out. So this is a classic book. This is a classic book. This is not a new book. Um, and so when I was watching this webinar, this YouTube uh, with Jamie Kern Lima. They never mention it because most people aren't going to pick up a book like this and read it. But this is where this philosophy comes from. All of the decisions that you make in life are based on your concept of your worthiness, your self-worth, which is, are you ready for this? Just a story, just a belief, right? So he holds up the mirror and he shows her how beautiful she is and how he did such a great job, and she doesn't see it because all she sees is an ugly duckling, right? That's all she sees. Now, I will tell you, back in the year, I want to say 1994, 
I was at my first ever workshop. It was called Landmark Education. It was called the Forum. And it was the first exposure that I ever had to any kind of seminar. Someone went to it, a friend of mine, I was really impressed with what they were doing in their life, so I decided to go myself. And they had a woman, she was beautiful, absolutely beautiful. She stood up, she went to the center stage, and they were doing kind of like an intervention. And all of a sudden, she starts crying. She starts crying, and, and, and the gentleman that was leading uh, the workshop was dealing with her and talking with her. And I remember specifically this. This is the only thing I remember from the weekend. I don't remember anything else. And I remember a couple things, but this is what I really remember. He asked the audience, including me, because I was in the audience, how many people think that this woman is a 10 on a scale to 1 to 10? You know, 10 being like really gorgeous and beautiful and, you know, all the things that go along with that. And most of us put our hands up. I know I did. She's beautiful. She's, I think she was blonde. She was gorgeous. And she started crying. And he asked her, why are you crying? And her response is that she just doesn't see herself that way. Okay? So this really hit me hard. This idea that you have or I have or she had or people have within themselves a perception of reality that is completely made up. And she didn't feel worthy. All right. I am worthy for a break. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Hold on real quick. You've been listening to the Greg Dwyer Radio Show. Brought to you by motivational speaker Greg Dwyer on buildingfortunesradio.com. If you wish you could sharpen your focus on what matters most to you and achieve more, then you owe it to yourself to read Greg's ebook at gregdwyerebook.com. That's www.gregdwyerebook.com. Download it today and give it away. As always, we want to thank you for listening to the Greg Dwyer Radio Show on Building Fortunes Radio with motivational speaker Greg Dwyer. Now back to our show. Take it away, Greg. Okay, we're talking about this concept of being worthy, all right? And I think it's a great concept. Women need to hear this. Men need to hear this. Children need to hear this. Uh, the book that just came out, Jamie Kern Lima, is a great book called Worthy. However, I'm challenging the presupposition behind this. Worthy, worthy for what? Worthy for the military? Uh, worthy for a million dollars? worthy for being Miss, I mean, I'm not worthy for being Miss America. I can tell you that, you know, there's no doubt in my mind that I am unworthy for that. So I'm, I'm challenging the thinking that goes behind this general concept of worthiness. Now, the reason I am thinking this way is because Tony Robbins, and I know he started talking about this at the top of the hour, Tony Robbins was one of the guests. In fact, they were using Tony Robbins' studio to reach out to millions of people this last Saturday, a week ago Saturday. And Tony said this. He goes, worthiness is subjective. I guess I'm putting words in his mouth, but this is my interpretation of what he was saying. He says, we're not all equal, all right? We're not all equal. In the marketplace, we're not equal. We're, we're equal as souls. Like we all are equal as far as people, but we're not all worthy equally. Like for instance, a sport figure, you know, maybe a football player, you know, he might make 25 or a hundred million dollars a year or a game or whatever, whatever they make. I don't even know. But why is he worthy of that kind of money? Well, hey, uh, because 
he brings in millions and millions and millions of dollars for that franchise. Franchise or or Taylor Swift. Let's say you know she goes and she does a concert and she walks away in one evening with a uh, hundred million dollars. And you say that's crazy. Well, not not necessarily. What's the difference between a person that works at McDonald's making fifteen twenty dollars an hour and somebody that's doing that? It has to do with the value the value that you bring to the marketplace. Does that mean that Taylor Swift or a football player is more important than you? No, I don't think so. It's just that maybe they're superior in that, you know, and uh, you are inferior to them. But maybe you have other gifts other things that you do. So comparing yourself to someone else is a disaster. Being on social media and seeing all these people that are happy makes a person feel unworthy because you're looking, oh, look at John. He's now in Alaska. He just came back from a cruise. And look at Greg. He just did his speaking gig. Look at this person, Tim over here. He went on a plane. Oh, he's eating on a plane in first class. And I've never been on a plane. And I've never been. So social media has a way of making us feel unworthy. But the whole premise of the whole question is pretty much monarchy. Monarchy? Monarchy. That's the word I'm looking for. Monarchy. It's a bunch of BS. Because when it really comes down to it, we can't compare ourselves to other people. Our worthiness doesn't come from that. Our worthiness must come from a different source. So getting back to Tony Robbins, he was talking to Jamie about this concept of worthiness. He goes, listen, you're worthy because of what you practiced in private, all of the writing that you did and all of the editing that you did and all the work that you put into your business and selling your cosmetic company. And this is what he said. It was really interesting to hear him say this and his perception of this. He says, worthiness isn't just given out to people. Worthiness or self-esteem is given because people take action. They make the phone calls. They put together the art. They run the marathon. They go to college. They get the degree. They get the job, right? Um, But at the same time, there are people who are highly, highly successful, and they don't think they're worthy. And in fact, a lot of them, the reason why they're getting the trophy and getting the money and going after all of these accolades and all of these things is trying to prove to themselves that they are worthy or that they are good enough, right? So the answer is stop that craziness. You never, ever can compare yourself and feel good looking at social media, trying to figure it out if you're worthy. You can never chase different accomplishments to give yourself a sense of worthiness. It's nuts. The whole premise is crazy. You just, you know, you step back and you look at it, you go, worthy? Worthy compared to who? Worthy compared to what? Worthy in what way? What, what do you mean worthy? Yeah, I, I'm sitting here now right? Let's say I was doing nothing. I'm still worthy. So the premise or the question, are you worthy, is kind of a faulty question or a faulty goal because we're all worthy. We're all superior in some regards. All right. The last thing I want to say is Tony talks about this a lot. He talks about this in Date with Destiny, but I I learned it myself before I ever went to a Tony seminar. And it is the concept of what is called the winning formula, the winning formula. So this, this is the story behind it. This is the philosophy behind it. When we are children, you know, two years old, one years old, three years old, we are 
hopefully if we're raised in a nice family, unconditionally loved, right? So you have a mother or father if you have the uh, benefit of having that kind of family. And, you know, as a little toddler, as a little baby, you know, your mother loved you and your father was there, and you know, hopefully that's what you had. And, and you could do pretty much anything you wanted, and they thought it was adorable. You know, you could throw up. You could poop your pants. You could throw your cereal bowl on the floor as a, you know, one-year-old, and you just got this unconditional love from your mother, right? And Tony talks about this, but I heard about this at Landmark Education. This is where I heard about it back in the early 90s. And then one day, that all comes to a crashing end. One day, that comes to a close, meaning you have this unconditional love from your mom, right, or your dad or whatever, your caretaker. And then you get to a point, I don't know what the age is. I have, a, I have no idea what the age is. You get to a point where your mother yells at you or your father yells at you or you don't get that unconditional love that you got as a kid, right? So you're sitting in a high chair, you're knocking the food on the floor, your parents are loving you, you could do whatever you want, you cried, you screamed, they came to you, they were there for you, and the maternal bond was really great, right? And then all of a sudden, that stops, right? That stops. Your mom screams at you, your mom yells at you, your dad disciplines you, and you can't get away with murder anymore, young man or young girl or little boy or little girl. The unconditional love goes away, and you say to yourself, oh, shit, what am I going to do now? That's what you say. Now, <laughs> I don't expect you to say that if you're only two, but you know what I mean. This is a big difference. This is a big change. And so the winning formula, according to Landmark Education, and I think Tony picks up on this as well, is that now, now you got to perform. You got to do something to get your parents love and affection. Maybe you're a perfectionist. Maybe you make your bed every day. Maybe you do all your chores every day. Maybe you get straight A's every day. But what happens is you go from this idea of unconditional love as a baby and then you lose it because now they start treating you differently and now you have to find something that you feel good about yourself doing so that you can feel worthy and now you make these decisions as a three-year-old or a five-year-old or an eight-year-old or a ten-years-old right i don't know when you make the decision but what they talk about is this idea of a winning formula the winning formula is this. If I do this, if I do this, then I'm going to get accepted. Mommy's going to like me. Daddy's going to like me. The kids at school are going to like me. I'm going to be okay. And now, now I'm going to be worthy. And now it sounds crazy, but think about your life. Think about what you're doing now. Think about what happened to you as a kid. Did you have it? Do you have a winning formula? Do you have something that you do to get love and get acceptance and to feel worthy? The sad thing about it is we make these decisions in childhood and we spend our whole life doing them, our whole life doing them, and we wonder why. It's like somebody made us a sandwich back in 1963 or 1965, and we've been eating the same sandwich ever since, and we're wondering why. Why are we doing this? Why are we eating this sandwich? Why are we doing it this way? 
we're doing it this way because we had unconditional love, unconditional love as a child, and then our parents withdrew that unconditional love, and we had to come up with some winning formula so that we could be accepted, so that we could be worthy, right? So this whole concept of being worthy comes from a lack of feeling worthy. And it also comes from this idea that we have to do something to feel worthy, but we also know there are a lot of people in the world that do a lot of great things and they still feel unworthy. So what's the answer? The answer is to recognize that worthiness is just a belief. That's all it is. (laughs) It's simply believing that you're worthy and that's it. That doesn't mean you're going to be the next actor, what's the word, Uh, next uh, astronaut, right? Or you're going to be the next uh, Nobel Prize winner, right? Doesn't mean that, but it's this idea of knowing within yourself that you're worthy. So let me, I'm looking at the time here. I got five minutes, so let me tell you this one story. I remember being raised in the 60s and 70s, and I remember going to grammar school. I guess it was like third or fourth grade, third or fourth grade. And I remember my teacher was a music teacher by the name of Mr. White. And Mr. White said, bring in an album, and you're going to, this is when we had vinyl, uh, and you're going to put it on the record player, and you're going to stand next to somebody near a chair. They're going to sit down in the chair. You're going to stand next to them, and you're going to walk around them, and when the chorus picks up, you're going to sit down in the chair, and the other person's going to walk around. It was this stupid little exercise, probably to fill time, but it was to help us understand the difference between the the choir part or the chorus part versus the lyrics, right? So I remember bringing in an album. I think it was the Partridge Family. I don't remember. And I I put the album down, and and there was a a girl by the name of uh, Mary Wilson. Mary Bolson? Yeah, Mary Bolson. If you're listening, Mary, how come you haven't returned my calls? I still remember her. So she was sitting down in the the chair in, in the classroom, And um, I put on the record, and it was playing, and I was walking around. And then all of a sudden, when it got to the choir part, she stood up, and she started following me, right? Now, this is what I did. Instead of sitting down in the chair like I was supposed to, I decided to follow her instead of her following me. So she was supposed to follow me, but I started following her. And I was like in fourth grade. The whole class started laughing, right? They weren't laughing at me. They were laughing because it was like a funny thing. It was like, it was just a funny thing. And at that point, I became a performer. That was it. That was it. If I, you know, I look at myself today, I do mind reading shows. um, I speak every weekend. I also do this lecture called The Magic of Importance. I do a lot of speaking in front of people. You can call it entertainment, but really it's performance. It's performance. What I do is performance. I have different genres of different performances. But the sad thing about it is it all goes back to that day when I said to myself, hmm, I can feel worthy by making people laugh and by entertaining them simply by doing something silly. All right? So that's an example of a winning formula. And I've spent most of my life in the performance arts, in front of people, giving speeches on the weekend, during the week, and it all goes back to a decision that a four-year-old made. (laughs) Isn't that sad? Okay, so the concept of worthiness. I Hopefully I've uh, opened up your mind and your heart on this concept because it is a faulty question. Are you worthy? 
are you worthy? Of course you're worthy. And you're worthy without your winning formula. You're worthy without your structure that you use in the world to get acceptance and, and love. You are just worthy by who you are. Okay. I hope I gave you something to think about. Make it a great week. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Greg Dwyer Radio Show, brought to you by motivational speaker Greg Dwyer on buildingfortunesradio.com. Check out Greg at gregdwyer.com. Be sure to download his ebook at gregdwyerebook.com to stay focused on what matters most to you. That's www.gregdwyerebook.com. We want to thank you for listening. Now go make a difference in your world.